What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph. It was summer break. She wasn't even at school. She wasn't really even away from home. She was, according to her computer, at home that evening doing her homework for college. She had the safest job, part-time job in the world. She's working at a daycare center as a counselor. What happened to co-ed Molly Tibbetts? The reward climbing to nearly $400,000 four hundred thousand dollars for information or return of molly tibbetts including to her kidnapper i'm nancy grace this is crime stories thank you for being with us in the last hours stunning new developments in the search for molly tibbetts listen to this it's totally speculation i think someone went to the house that molly knew or that molly trusted and she left with them willingly And now they're in over their head, and they don't know what to do. That is Molly's dad, Rob Tibbetts, 
with a brand new theory emerging on what happened to his daughter. Let's start at the very beginning so we can analyze what he is saying. Again, the tip line, 800-452-1111. You are listening to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, and we are taking your calls. 909-49-CRIME, 909-492-1111. 7463 Alexis Terrestre, com. It was an ordinary evening. Molly Tibbetts was dog sitting for her boyfriend and his brother at their rural home. One was out of town in Dubuque, the boyfriend on his job, the boyfriend brother also away. She goes jogging. She's spotted by a neighbor jogging. Then everything goes radio silent. Let's pick it up right there. Alexis Terezchuk, what do we know? We know that Molly was home alone. And in fact, her boyfriend said he got a Snapchat from her, which is a video picture. He didn't really look at it, but, you know, he, he said he saw it. He talks to Molly frequently. Then the next morning, he sends her a text and says, hope you have a good day at work. He doesn't hear from her. Her parents don't hear from her. The daycare calls her parents and says, Molly didn't come to work today. And everybody starts to panic. They start calling around. Nobody can reach her. They finally call the police and say, we have not heard from our daughter in almost 24 hours. And that's when the huge manhunt sets out. Her boyfriend says he didn't really pay attention to the video because they they do it all the time. He takes a closer look at it. He got it about 10 o'clock at night, about 10 p.m., and he thinks that it was probably inside his house that she sent him that picture from. So the last place that we know where Molly is is inside the home where she was all by herself, but she was taking care of the dogs, these big dogs for him. Guys, A lot of conflicting evidence, but a new theory emerging right now. The conflicting evidence is a neighbor spots her jogging, describing what she had on the works. The dogs belonging to the boyfriend were locked in the basement where she puts them when she jogs. At all other times, they're out and about. But then the conflicting evidence is that police say she was on her computer doing homework later that night. Are they sure about that? Was she taken when she was jogging? Was she taken out of the home? There's no sign of forced entry or struggle or theft. So what happened? Right now, the theory emerging from her father and from the FBI claiming they believe Molly Tibbetts is still alive and being held hostage and her captor, was among the search crew and attended vigils in her honor. This is a major, major bombshell. Let's go straight out to the lines. Let's go to Karen from Norman, Oklahoma. Hi, Nancy. My question is, uh, the working theory right now is that Missy went missing because she left, possibly left with someone she knew. Why is it that somebody she knew? How come it couldn't be somebody who easily walked in while she was getting ready for um, the daycare trip and was kind of inside the house already waiting with a gun or a knife? If they have a weapon of some sort, she's not going to fight. And they could easily get her out, um, 
without disturbing anything, and it looks like she left. And she could have already had the dogs locked up in the basement or wherever, and then she's gone. And my other question is, the the hog farmer, if he didn't do it, could he know somebody who he's in cahoots with that could have? And he's covering up for them. Um, could she be alive and her strategically throwing her shirt out or dropping her shirt through a struggle or something, just trying to leave a trail? Um, thank you, and um, I hope, hopefully, my question gets answered. <laughs> To Karen in Norman, Oklahoma, you're doing what investigators and prosecutors do all day long. When you're stumped, you go back to the evidence and start re-evaluating. And you're dead on, Karen. How do I know someone did not approach her in the home, say, while she was jogging, come into the home to steal something? And then take her so the dogs would still be locked up. How do I know that she didn't start her homework and they take her from there, having come in while she was jogging if she left the door unlocked? Right now, the FBI is saying Molly Tibbetts is still alive and being held hostage. And this is the real bombshell in my mind. In addition to that, Alexis Tereschuk, RadarOnline.com. What does this mean? Her captor among the search crews and attended vigils in her honor? They've got to have an idea who they're talking about to be that specific, Alexis. Law enforcement sources have said that, yes, they believe this person was there and was watching and that they helped in the search. And they actually even said that they think that this case will be wrapped up within 10 days. And they haven't said, we will find Molly's body. No, they think this case will be wrapped up, which means that they think they know who has her and they are going to be able to find her. But I think that's a really scary thing that this person is so creepy that they would be doing this, so sadistic that they would torture her family this way and torture her by going. And, and they say that it was you know somebody that's enjoying the attention of this case, and that's why they're coming back. And I, I think this is something that is very common amongst criminals. I think that Ariel Castro did this. 15 years ago. And so the police are saying they don't want this to be another case like that. So they're very actively searching for this person. To Karen Stark, uh, veteran New York psychologist, joining us today from Manhattan. Karen, we read about it. We see TV uh, shows and movies about it where the perp is carefully watching TV, watching newscasts, reading the newspapers. That's just not drawn uh, like a straw out of a hat. that's real. I have covered many, many cases where the perp follows the search of the investigation online, in papers, on TV. And they are saying in Molly's case, they believe, quote, the FBI says the suspect is hiding in plain sight and has been, quote, closely following the case. Why, Karen? There's nothing unusual when you talk about a criminal and that kind of behavior. They are very interested in the case because it's a personal involvement. They are getting kicks out of all of this. They're enjoying the attention, and they like revisiting all of it, being knowing that they have this intense secret that they keep to themselves. So they get a secret joy out of knowing that they 
are involved in something that they have the answer that nobody else knows. But now they're in a quandary. They're between a rock and a hard spot. If these theories are correct, they got a tiger by the tail. You can't hold on and you can't let go. They've got Molly, if this is true, alive. If they let her live, they'll go to jail for life. Will they kill her and try to destroy the evidence. Well, that, that is the thing, Nancy, that really surprises me that they're putting this out there because whoever that person is, is being warned that they're closing in. And so you wonder if they would take drastic action as a result of that. Every day I feel Molly's presence with me. Um, you know, sometimes I just feel her sitting on my shoulder. And Molly was an incredibly strong young woman. And I don't know that I have the strength in me, but Molly's lending me her strength every day, every night. And yes, I have my moments of complete meltdowns, but it is um, through this strength that is somehow, and I don't know how, being bestowed upon me that I am able to get through every morning, every noon, every night. That is Molly Tibbetts' mother begging for the return for her daughter, a stunning new turn. For those of you just joining us, the FBI now suggesting that Molly Tibbetts is still alive, being held somewhere, somehow, by someone she knows. But now that person is in a quandary. Should they keep her alive or not? They believe, the FBI, that she's being held held hostage, and that her captor was among the search crews and may have attended vigils in Molly's honor. Why? What is leading them to this theory? With me, Joe Scott Morgan, forensics expert, author of Blood Beneath My Feet, death investigator and professor of forensics at Jacksonville State University, New York psychologist Karen Stark, judge and founder of ChildCrimeWatch.com, Ashley Wilcott, and RadarOnline.com investigative reporter Alexis Tereschuk. Alexis, in a nutshell, what is leading them to believe she is alive and being held hostage. The police have spoken with over 1,500 people and leads in this case, and they have been scouring this local area and all the evidence they have. And the source has finally said that they believe that she is still alive and that they are really closing in on this. And this is almost like a warning to the person that's holding Molly. They don't believe that she is dead, and they believe that they're going to find her alive. And this is such a small town, really small community, Brooklyn, Iowa, and they have multiple people that they have spoken with that have given them really credible information. Joe Scott Morgan, law enforcement sources claim investigators believe Molly's kidnapper among the grieving family and friends at the last vigil. That vigil was at the Riverloop Amphitheater in Waterloo as a candlelight vigil to bring awareness and in honor of Molly Tibbetts. They believe the perp was in the amphitheater and has been following the case. They are claiming they are looking at single, divorced, and widowed men around Brooklyn, Iowa. And they are examining Tibbetts' digital footprint. Fitbit, cell, 
to try and track her down. But let's go back to what they are saying. Joseph Scott Morgan, you're the death investigator, forensics expert, weigh in. Hey, you know, Nancy, I think that they're I think that they're on target here as far as those individuals that would be within her circle. But can I put something else out here? Uh, if, if I remember correctly, they were talking about how she was doing homework online at home. Is that correct? Am, am I correct in that? Yeah, well, they said that she was doing homework on her computer. Okay, well, this is one of the things I'm thinking about, Nancy. As you know, as you stated, I'm a college professor as well. If she's in Brooklyn, I'm assuming that she, and I think that she's enrolled at the University of Iowa, I'm assuming, uh, big assumption here, that she might be taking an online class uh, at the University of Iowa. And if that is the case, then that means that she may have been in a discussion group uh, on her class. I do this all the time where I'm working one-on-one with students online. And that that kind of opens up this world relative to the people that are aware of her. Sometimes you'll get into discussions about the nature of your life, where you are, what you're doing, because, you know, you're trying to help each other make it through this class all together. So this kind of expands this out. And I'm wondering... I'm wondering how much of this digital signature that they're talking about uh, has to do with her activity online that night. If they were in a discussion group, I'll set these things up so that you have to be in there at a specific time and engage with your classmates. I'm really wondering if people, if she had other people outside of the Brooklyn area that were aware that she was at home in a static location. Maybe she shared the information of where she lived. You know, you're right. I don't know whether she was in a chat room or not uh, regarding school, like you're saying, a, you know, when you have a, an organized conference call, it's like that, where the students get together, but they don't have to be physically together. Also, no, every mm-hmm. and another bombshell, we're learning that investigators are looking at five specific locations, including a car wash and a truck stop. Ashley Wilcott, juvenile judge, founder of ChildCrimeWatch.com. I can't go to a car wash anymore without being on camera, much less a truck stop. Are you kidding me? So what does this mean? Authorities have just released a map, Ashley, highlighting five areas, including a car wash located a block away from the city's main commercial strip and a truck stop next to the interstate. The other highlighted spots are near Tibbetts' boyfriend home where she was staying and to very, very lightly populated areas of farmland only achievable, accessible by dirt roads. So I know there's five specific spots you're looking at right now, Ashley, but I'm blown away by the fact that they are coming out and saying they think that the kidnapper knows her. That could mean anything. I will never forget, Ashley. Uh, when I was a prosecutor, I broke down and bought a house. Boy, this got disaster. I couldn't afford it, you know. I, I just was eating cup of soup and ramen noodles every day, trying to sneak into the jury cafeteria so I could get a cup of soup for 99 cents. Anyway, I'm glad I got rid of that. It was like a, ch- a stone around my neck, but in order to sell it, I was painting it and doing all these home improvements myself at night. I finally got a painter. I was very friendly to him. I mean, he seemed like a nice guy, married with children. One day, one morning before I went to work, Ashley... He comes over to paint, 
and puts me in a bear hug and kisses me. In the mouth, Ashley. Well, needless to say, I got out of that house, of that house as fast as I could, okay? And I did the rest of my painting all on my own after that day. Can I just say that? But when I think back on that moment, this guy had to weigh 250, 275 pounds. And I kept thinking, wow, what did I do to suggest to him it was okay to kiss me in the mouth and hug me? But you know what? I had greeted him occasionally with a light hug or hello and a cheery hello. And I didn't think anything about it. Boy, was I wrong. So when they say it's somebody she knows, it could be somebody you know, you know, like a painter or a delivery guy, somebody that you've run into at the car wash, Ashley. Yeah, it could be anybody. So statistically, most often or the majority of the time, these kind of crimes are committed by somebody that they do know, that we do know, and not by a complete stranger. So there's a good reason to believe that perhaps this is someone that she knew or does know. I have to go back, Nancy, to your caller who said, what about the fact that if they had a weapon or it's someone they know that they easily could have gotten her to leave the house and then later she left a red shirt perhaps as a trail? I don't believe that to be true. I believe that even if they have a weapon, even if it's someone you know, like this horrible painter that you had in your house, that you are going to do something to let someone know. You may knock chairs over on your way by. You may um, flail a little bit so you knock things around in the house. But from all accounts, law enforcement has said there was nothing disrupted in that house. And so I do believe it's someone she knew. And I do believe that she left. And I do believe that law enforcement has all kinds of information that not surprisingly, they've not released that indicates to them enough to say, we think we know. And someone has her and has kidnapped her and is involved in following her case. Yeah, that's very bold to come out with that theory, Ash. And I agree with you. I don't think she dropped the shirt out in the middle of a cornfield to leave a a crumb like Hansel and Gretel but I also applaud the caller for for analyzing this evidence guys the tip the reward is up to about four hundred thousand dollars eight hundred four five two one 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 we are taking your calls nine zero nine four nine two seven four six three nine zero nine four nine crime hold on New Jersey on the phone I'm coming straight to you window treatments is one of those terms for something necessary but boring your blinds. You don't even think about them unless you move or they break. Well, when they're right, everything in your home looks better. But when they're wrong, everything in your home looks tacky. But let's be honest, taking the time and the effort to pick out and buy blinds sounds expensive, boring, and then think of installing them yourself. Who wants to do that? But blinds.com makes it really easy for you. Not sure what you want or even where to start? With Blinds.com, you get a free online design consultation. Send them pictures of your home. They send back custom recommendations from a professional for what will work with your color scheme, your furniture, and your specific rooms. They even send you free samples to make sure everything looks as good in person as it does online. And every order gets free shipping. And this is the best part. If you accidentally mismeasure or pick the wrong color, if you mess it up, Blinds.com will remake your blinds for free. Blinds.com makes it really easy for you. There's no excuse to leave up mangled blinds to make your whole home look cheap and tacky. Don't do it. Go to Blinds.com.
And now for a limited time, get 20% off everything at Blinds.com when you use promo code NANCY. Repeat, 20% off everything at Blinds.com if you use the promo code NANCY. That's Blinds.com promo code NANCY for 20% off everything. Faux wood blinds, cellular shades, roller shades, everything. Blinds.com promo code NANCY. Rules and restrictions do apply. This is not like her. Dalton Jack is living in a nightmare. I figured, you know, I'd speak to her in an hour or so. The last time the 20-year-old saw Molly was on Wednesday at 10 p.m. when he opened a Snapchat from her. It was just a selfie with a caption, and I don't remember what the caption said, but it looked like she was inside. He never thought he wouldn't hear from her again. When he said her early Thursday morning, he didn't notice the message hadn't been read until her friend called late that afternoon. One of her co-workers called me and said Molly had not called into work that day and she hadn't showed up and then I looked at the messages and she hadn't opened or read any of them so I started getting in contact with her friends and her family saying hey have you seen her have you heard from her and everybody came up with the same thing no I haven't seen her since yesterday sweet I've never seen her be uh, angry or mean to anybody in the almost three years that we've been dating. To not know where she is is unsettling, and he's gone numb. If this is her running off, this is just nobody would have seen coming. Nobody in, nobody in the world, not her family, not me. Nobody would have ever guessed that she would just take off and not tell anybody. While law enforcement continue to search for her, there's just one thing he wants Molly to know. I miss you so much, and... I love you. You are hearing Molly's longtime sweetheart, Dalton Jack, speaking to our friend Angelina Salcedo at WOITV5 in Des Moines, trying to go over and over the facts like a Rubik's Cube to put them together. We are taking your calls, 909-49-CRIME. Let's go straight out to New Jersey. Hi, New Jersey. What's your question? Hi. Wondering, you know, based on what Molly's father said, that he thinks that she's being held by somebody she knows. Couldn't Nancy go on public TV after consulting with the FBI so it doesn't interfere with an investigation and offer to provide a defense for this individual upon the safe return of Molly? I don't, I don't know if that's something a lawyer can do or if it's something that might work in order, order to get this girl home to her family safe. Anyhow, it, it was just a thought. Something came to my mind. As we, we all, anybody who's had children has been thinking about Molly. Actually, that's a brilliant idea. Alexis Terrestrial, RadarOnline.com. She is suggesting uh, our call from New Jersey for a lawyer to go on public TV or to go on TV and offer to help the person with their defense if they will bring Molly back. I think it's it's brilliant. As a matter of fact, uh, Jackie Howard and Alan Duke, let's put that on CrimeOnline.com today, that we, there are lawyers to help him if he will bring her home safely. Let's put it out there because there are lawyers that will help him for free to bring her home safely. This is not a death penalty case yet. It's not yet. And I've seen many, many times, Alexis Terezchuk, RadarOnline.com, where perps have been given leniency 
if they bring the victim home alive. That is all that Molly's family wants or that anybody wants, law enforcement wants. And so they are trying their best to do, to make it as specific as possible, the way that the police have released these five points they're they're really zeroing in on the area letting these people know we know where this happened they've, they've played this so close to the chest with releasing very little information and so now that we know that they are zeroing in on someone and, and the fact that this person was at this vigil and that they have been watching this they're they're really letting people know we know who you are so yes a defense attorney could really be maybe the one more thing that would help this person let molly go well here also we we've got the bizarre well it's not bizarre but unusual tactic of crime stoppers representatives telling the kidnapper that the kidnapper can actually claim the four hundred thousand dollar reward listen what we're trying to do is shake the tree we want somebody to come forward, even if they're, even if it's not real, at least to start a, a, a conversation with somebody. Um, somebody might know uh, that they're, she's being held by somebody, but would never say anything because if they said something, they may think that reciprocity or, or their life might be in danger. We can guarantee that whoever gives this information up, uh, their identity will be protected. When they put in the tip, they get a random number that matches that tip. So if you're one, two, three, four, five, they'd have to contact us back and say, hey, I saw in the media. Well, in this case, if they got them, if, she, if they got Molly, they're going to call in and say, hey, I see there's a reward. I want to let her go. And then, and then that negotiation will be done with the law enforcement and, and a, whole, a whole new dynamic will come into play. And we hope that dynamic comes into play. That's why we're doing what we're doing. Hope for Molly Tibbetts' family now. As sources within the investigation claim, investigators believe Molly is still alive. That defies the odds to Ashley Wilcott, judge and founder of ChildCrimeWatch.com. Molly Tibbetts' father agrees and believes his daughter is, has been taken by someone that she knows. Yeah, so Nancy, I've said from the beginning in this case, I have felt the same in my gut, which is she's okay in terms of alive. And I think that he, A, feels that, but B, I think he knows more information than, than we are hearing through reports. Or maybe he's had to tell law enforcement he can't share the rest of it. For, for him to make such a bold statement, I, again, feel like there's more information that we don't know, that it's not just his gut, that he has reason to believe that he knows or knows who might have done it and that she's actually alive. There's a lot more to this story. What kind of a weirdo Joe Scott Morgan takes the girl and then goes to the searches, is around her family, and goes to the vigil like the one in the amphitheater? I mean, does the FBI know? And they're watching him. If they know who he is, why not arrest him? I think that they are do. they releasing info to see what he does. Yeah, that's my thought. I think that they know more than they're saying, as as many of our colleagues have stated already. I think that you know, and again, I don't want to uh, you know step on Karen's toes here, but I think that that you're dealing with somebody that is you know either uh, a real uh, deviant, uh, probably from a, a sexual standpoint or somebody that's a total sociopath. And I don't, you know, uh, and they're incapable of feeling any kind of compassion, but they're, they're enjoying playing around, you know, with the cops here. Uh, you know, they've kind of got everybody on a string right now. And that, that makes this doubly 
uh, terrifying, doesn't it? Particularly, you know, uh, as a parent, you know, you're watching suffering in real time that these uh, that that these parents are having to endure through all of this. I think the dad knows more than he's letting uh, letting out right now. I don't mean that in a nefarious way. I think that he's he's aware of other circumstances. Let's keep in mind, y'all, this is a very, very tiny area that we're talking about as far as population goes. People are going to run into one another in an area that's less than 1,500 uh, in population. Somebody knows something out there. Somebody. I agree. Somebody knows something. But are they going to come forward? $400,000 is a pretty hefty incentive. Right now, cops saying from inside the investigation, we learned they believe Molly Tibbetts is still alive, which is statistically unheard of, and that her captor has been attending the vigils and watching the family as they suffer swinging in the wind, and they, the cops are refusing to explain their former focus on a local pig farmer. As a matter of fact, take a listen to that Brooklyn, Iowa hog farmer, Wayne Cheney, talking to our friends at WHO 13. Uh, Wayne, what, uh, what has it been like uh, these last you know, few weeks? Uh, take me through what the community has been going through, what you've been seeing, the activity. I haven't really seen much, so I really don't know what's going on. I mean, I have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. It's just a bad deal. What's been the, I guess, the hardest part? Because I can't find her. Yeah. Um, how does that, how, that's been impacting you, even though you don't even know, you know, the, the person, right? No, but I don't know her. Yeah. Um, what's that like not knowing someone and being frustrating about their situation? <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. It's just a bad deal. We believe that Molly is still alive. And if someone has abducted her, we are pleading with you to please release her. It is our greatest hope that if someone has her, that they would just release her and claim that money that we have raised for her freedom. That is Molly's mother speaking out, begging her kidnapper to bring Molly home. At first, I thought it was wishful thinking that the parents, the family, the boyfriend, were hoping since a body has not been found that Molly was being held and is still alive, and that broke my heart. But now, in a, a bizarre turn in the case, the FBI announcing, well, actually, this is coming from sources within law enforcement. They didn't make an announcement of sorts that the feds believe that Molly is still alive, being held by someone that knows her. Not necessarily uh, an ex-boyfriend or a close friend, but someone that she has come in contact with. Not only that, they're looking at specific spots, a truck stop, a car wash. Who would she have encountered at these spots? We are taking your calls, 909-49-CRIME, 909-492-7463. This and all crime and justice updates on crimeonline.com. Out to the lines, Joe. Hi, Joe, what's your question? Uh, well, it's curious that if she had returned home to the uh, to the apartment she shared with her boyfriend, if she had returned home, wouldn't she have released the dogs which were locked in the uh, basement? Wouldn't she have done that? And it's curious that they were found still locked in the basement. So it may very well be that she never returned home, never returned to the apartment. That uh, is a working theory. 
You're absolutely right. The dogs are locked in the basement, which is where she traditionally puts them when she goes jogging, when she comes home. Actually, it's not a home she's sharing with her boyfriend. It's not really her home at all. She was dog sitting while the boyfriend was working in Dubuque and the boyfriend's brother was out of town as well. His wedding has been postponed during the search for Molly. A destination wedding to Dominican Republic had been planned. That was postponed until this case is resolved. The fact that the dogs were still locked up, for all we know, she was going to leave again. Uh, Or as she got back home, someone knocked on the door. Someone lured her outside. Just yesterday on CrimeOnline.com, we covered a case where a 14-year-old girl went to empty the trash and went missing. How do I know she didn't go out to empty the trash or answer the door? That would explain why there was no forced entry. But you're right on the facts. To Joe Scott Morgan, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University, you have a theory as well? Well, it's not so much a theory as is more of a, a kind of an observation relative to what they're putting forward if she is, in fact, still alive. And this is it, Nancy. If, if someone is has taken responsibility for her, that means they've taken responsibility for her welfare. This is an overwhelming uh, uh, undertaking for this individual. They're going to have to provide a place for her and not just a place, a place that is sequestered out of view from everyone else that's probably soundproof, someplace where they can keep her restrained. Not only that, they have to take care of her basic needs. That is food restroom facilities, all of these sorts of other things. It is an absolute logistical nightmare. It is something, in my opinion... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's think it through. If someone is holding her captive, and here's another thing, remind me to come back to this thought. If someone's holding her captive, what would neighbors, friends, co-workers be noticing about that person, if anything? Uh, Here's something new. I just saw in the last hours a post from... A group of, let's see, one, two, three, four, five of Molly's friends on Facebook. And they state, Molly, your friends and I were missing you tonight. We shared pizza and salad. Yes, we tossed a salad with cilantro avocado dressing. That must be her favorite. We want you to know our love is deep as the road is long. It moves our feet to carry on and beats our hearts to carry on and beats our hearts to while you are gone. We live each day and do what we can. Hurry home. And they pose for a picture as if they think Molly can see it. So it's not just her father. It's not just a source within law enforcement. It's also her friends seemingly believe Molly is being held alive and being held captive. Let's put our heads together. Jackie, Alan, Alexis, Ashley, Karen, Joe Scott. What would this person be transmitting? What would other people notice about the kidnapper that would be unusual? Well, for one thing, scratches on the face, arms, hands, maybe, missing work, unusual behavior, um, leaving the office or leaving the job, not reporting. Joe Scott Morgan, if that person is out there holding Molly, as law enforcement is suggesting, according to a source, someone attending the vigils and watching the family, um, Jackie's saying unusual purchases for a man. Right. Yep. That's what I was thinking uh, as well. Explain, anything Joe that Scott. Goes, yeah, anything that goes to 
to uh, the needs that someone would have uh, as far as, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, throwing this out there, uh, feminine hygiene stuff, stuff that is uh, easily prepared, easily prepared meals, uh, basic things just like uh, uh, not just toiletries, but things like blankets, pillows, anything that's odd. And, and it might be a day-to-day thing. I'd also like to know if, if this young lady was on any kind of medication specifically that would require her to receive any kind of special care. Hey, listen, what about this? this? Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. What about this? Alexis Terrestrial. Let's look at this F- Facebook post. Start to say FB. Joe Scott, Karen, Ashley. They're saying we tossed the salad with cilantro avocado dressing. We ordered... We had pizza and salad. Are those her favorite things? Has somebody been ordering that? Has somebody picked that up at the store? Uh, I, I know I'm grasping for straws, but I mean, you got to go somewhere, Alexis Therese Chuck. And that, that, that's what her friends are, are sending. It seems a message to her that if you are with somebody, then please come home. If, if you think you're in over your head, you're not. People don't care. They just want you to come home and Someone in law enforcement in another town, when I had spoken with there, had been a potential sighting of Molly, you know, 300 miles away. And I spoke to the law enforcement there and they said, you know, they, they really didn't think it was Molly. But that police officer said to me, you know, are there any men missing in this town or any men that she knows that are missing too? Speculating that perhaps she had run away with some, which I think this girl seems so loved and so close to her boyfriend and her family that that probably is not the case, but perhaps it, it is somebody that they, so people should be aware of, is there someone who's missing who you haven't seen in a while? Somebody missing or somebody missing from work, somebody uh, maintaining a facade of normalcy, but they're uh, leaving at lunchtime, they're coming in late, they aren't seen at their usual spots like bowling or choir practice or whatever they normally do, shooting range, I, I don't know. Who is this person? This person is within that community. We are taking your calls, 909-49-CRIME, as the reward climbs to $400,000. That tip line, 800-452-1111. Listen. Our hope is she comes home safe. It's what we've been praying for. It's what everyone's been praying for. And we, uh, yeah, just that she's out there and she's okay and that she's going to be with us very soon. Molly has just the biggest heart of anyone we know. She's a friend to everyone. was never shy to go meet someone and become their friend to everyone she talked to she became a friend she just she had room in her heart for everyone we you know we've gone through stages of scared and sad and now we're just um, anxious and confused but the support we've gotten from the community from the from the town of brooklyn and surrounding areas has just been amazing you know her friends friends of her friends her friends families it's just it's amazing to see how much she meant to a lot of people molly's brother begging for her return the police theory now molly is alive and being held kidnapped but how long can that last the clock is ticking tip line 800-452-1111 wherever you are whoever you are please bring molly home From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner.